You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99, The Comedy Channel. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. We're not in our normal location today. We're upstairs in the apartment building because the comedy cellar is being taken over by the uh, shooting of the TV show Crashing, starring Dan Natterman. Well, that's, and, a, that's a strong word to describe <laughs> uh, a line here and there. I'm and, resentful to them. They took out my line, so I'll, I'll, I hate them. In, in so wait, wait, so we also have Mr. Dan Natterman, <laughs> Matteo Lane, and Mr. Gary Goldman. Go ahead. I, I had a line last summer. On yeah. crashing, on HBO's crashing. Well, I, I'm, I'm shooting tomorrow an episode tomorrow, and I was all excited to, you know, to be chosen, selected after a rigorous casting process. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was, I look at the, uh, I look at the call sheet to see who else is going to be on the show outside Steve. All right. I mean, in other words, they're taking everybody except me, except Mateo. But I'm <laughs> never like future. First of all, outside they didn't Steve. Outside Steve, by the way, is. He's just the guy that works outside. He's the doorman here at the comedy. Yeah, so he's also words, the best man not, at my wedding. He's not an actor or anything. I've you I've know. always been convinced that certain TV series, and this is a sick paranoia, certain TV series were created just to keep me off them. <laughs> that would be paranoid, but not altogether outrageous a supposition. I've had similar thoughts about conspiracies involving destroying me. In this business. <laughs> So let me tell you what I'm doing. While you guys are talking, yeah. So I'm I'm so I'm so obsessed with this new club in Vegas. Yeah. No, I'm oh. constantly is checking the reservations for the club in Vegas. Well, it's not just that. I set up one of those online chat things on the internet, like you know, uh, you know, like oh, tech support default. chat thing, and and because I got to see what's going on with the customers, you know. So every time a customer comes to the website and wants to chat, yeah, you're gonna hear the sound of a cow. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> then I'm gonna check out. I have to answer their questions like who's playing tonight, what's on the menu. Uh, have any discount codes? Oh. But hopefully this, this is this is normal. Bugsy Siegel used to do that with the flamingo. He would he would answer the phone. <laughs> he would answer the phone with all the questions about the flamingo in 1956. I this recommend the nachos. By the way, they're very good. <laughs> oh, that's what you did. The, you did. So yeah. listen, but this is the way a business is built: one customer at a time. And it's like the blueberries. I always I always have sympathy for uh, for De Niro in Casino with the Ace Rothstein, the the kikiest portrayal of <laughs> of of vet, many kiki portrayals in in Martin Scorsese film. <laughs> Films, uh, yeah, Ace Rothstein. Yeah, but he's right. There should be. Why should one guy have, have all the blueberries? The other guy has no blueberries. No, he's 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 right. But it also led to ulcers that he needed like sixteen Alka Seltzers an hour to oh, get through. Well, well, that that's me. Yeah, well, that's sad. So and and because otherwise we're just gonna go broke in Vegas. So that so that's what I got to do. So so. But things uh, are moving along. You said they're moving along. Well, well. we lowered. The, it's, I'll tell you the problem is is Ticketmaster. Oh. This fucking racket, Ticketmaster, they charge fourteen dollars a ticket. You have no choice; you have to use them. And and they they they're like uh, they're like I don't know. They're they're my biggest competition. I'm competing with myself because because people go to the cart, they 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 buy the ticket, they they select the tickets, and then they see the fees and they and they and they. Is Ticketmaster a monopoly? Well, I don't, I don't know, they, but they have deals with the major casino organizations. Oh. Yeah, they so just they've monopolized Las Vegas. They just bail when they see the fees. I don't know if the MGM organization uses them, but, but aren't people buying directly on the Comedy Seller website too? It all goes through. It all has to go through Ticket. It all has to go through Ticket. I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to talk about it on the on the radio. Can but, Can you buy tickets at the door? Nope. 
Wow. Really? A racket. You can't walk up to the door and buy tickets? They replaced the mob. The mob never took $14 a ticket, Gary. Well, you could could theoretically. Well, what do you mean you have to go through Ticketmaster? You could theoretically establish. Your own ticketing no, system. No, I can't. Theoretically, I can't. It's in. It's, it's it's in my. It's in the contract. Every. Okay. Well, that's with the Rio. The Rio is a Ticketmaster house. Okay. All, I okay. think all the Caesars hotel. Ticketmaster house, which is fine if you're buying a ticket to Elton John for two hundred bucks. You don't care about the fourteen dollars. Right. When you're buying a ticket for Mateo Lane, fourteen dollars is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All seven people <laughs> who saw me, and by seven, none. Uh, they no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I had some fans. A bunch of gays came out. Really? Yeah, of course. Gays all. They always show up. So, so, uh, yeah, so this was the thing. But, but uh, attendance has been uh, better Increasing and better. Increasing steadily. I think you have somebody uh, we had inquiring about, about the uh, the. Uh, we had as venues. many paid tickets last Saturday night as we did in the Comedy Cellar in New York. So, oh, wow. Oh, that's uh, terrific. Yeah, per show. So that, that was, that's pretty good. Oh, somebody sent me, are you there? Do show, uh, do you have drink minimum addition to call? Do you, sh- hi. Uh, uh, do shows usually sell us by uh, are you there okay you guys talk <laughs> Wait, you, 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 oh no <laughs> I wanted to uh, no okay I'll tell him I'll, I'll, I'll write it Lies is opening at the cellar in no. Vegas <laughs> Liza what do you think you, of this you did that go on when no. you were when you were playing at the, the Caesars Palace I just remember being really dizzy and I remember Bob oh, really? Fosse coming saying you've got to get on and I just sort of my hoofer what was it like working with Dudley Moore? And, he was a and, faggot. Oh, really? But I think... Yeah. <laughs> Can you I didn't know that. <laughs> Just. Uh, Gary, uh, I wanted to welcome you back. Uh, uh, you've been away. Yes. Can we talk briefly about that? Yes, absolutely. Gary has not... Uh, Gary moved... He was living in New York, and he was a comedy seller regular. Then he went to live in Boston for uh, actually, about a Peabody, year. Actually, Peabody, Massachusetts. 11 months, I, I moved back in with my, with my mom. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay. Yes, and 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 can we discuss the reason for that? Yeah, I went crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had. A, well, I mean, I didn't go crazy. I wasn't mumbling to myself or anything right. you, like that. It but wasn't I had a psychotic. I had what in the seventies what they would have called the breakdown, and I, I just was. Uh, it wasn't a I psychotic. Was, break. No, it was not a psychi- glitter breakdown. Break, but I, I was hospitalized with depression and crippling anxiety, and and uh, then I just I I didn't think I was going to be able to continue to do comedy. So I wanted to move back home and and re uh, organize my life and maybe go back to school to become a teacher or something. So I I, uh, I worked I worked at a camp over the mm-hmm. summer, as a, a, a day camp for um, adolescents with mm-hmm. Aspergers and uh, and then I slowly started to do comedy again last summer. So but it's no, no, I, I, read, I had no idea. Yeah, I read your um, tweets and you know I'm on your social media feed and. Sounds like you're you're back with a vengeance because I see a lot of dates that you're plugging, a yeah. lot of comedy that you've been doing. Yeah, I, I've returned with a with a fervor because I, I it's um, brought me great great joy over the since probably like October I've I've felt more myself and and more and more uh, every day. Now, but now, you said no. you didn't think um, that you could continue. Your thought was that maybe you couldn't continue to do comedy, right. but that you could be a teacher. Yeah. In other words. You felt if you can't do comedy, you felt you could do teaching. Why is that? What's the I had, had comedy too anxiety provoking? I had substitute taught in 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 the what in subject nineties uh, everything. I was a building substitute, so I would cover whoever was was absent and and like sometimes somebody would be absent for, for a long time. <laughs> And so, like a gym class, I covered for a long time, and I covered a, a history class for a while, and an English class, and and 
I what age just, group? Um, they, it was a high school. Oh, they're so shitty. A, Every, so everything past fifth grade is just awful. But these kids were actually a delight. But oh, so you I felt that school. you felt that 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 comedy was too anxiety provoking, but but teaching yeah. kids was not. Yeah, and I didn't think I was ever going to be able to write another another joke. My brain wasn't working. My brain wasn't working at all. We all feel that way. We all get to a point where we feel like we've written our last joke, and that we have nothing more to say. Do I don't know. Not? I'm, I'm Mateo, pretty, are you, uh, no, I'm pretty furious all the time, so. But do you I don't ever know. feel like you've written your last joke? No. Oh. Well, I, you, I mean, I'm also been doing it for six years, or, so. Or, I, or a joke writer. I mean, joke writer. I'm not a yeah, storyteller. Okay. Yeah. All I'm right. more like, um, yeah, I, I actually have, like, difficulty with stories. Okay. I have a problem well, telling stories. Like, if I tell, like, a long, drawn-out story, I get yeah. bored with myself. And I get anxiety when I don't get the laughs. Sure. So I need the laughs. Like, yeah. and then I, when I have done, like, storytelling shows, like, you don't have to, like, like get so many laughs. I'm like, yeah, but I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with getting the laughs. Yeah, I course. feel like uh, I need, you know, I've, I've, I've often joked, half joked, that I need to get married or have a kid just, for the, just to get more jokes. Because I feel like I've talked about everything. I've, I've covered it all. She married a female <laughs> comedian. Give her some material. Well, we each other material. I thought, well, Marina and I, Marina Franklin, who's black, as you know, and our audience may not know, but we've jokingly talked about having a kid together just maybe to get a sitcom deal or at the very least some good gags out of it. Oh, God. Because to have just a ha- because that hasn't you? been done before. <laughs> yeah. People getting married specifically to develop a show business as far as we know, it's never been done. Story <laughs> doesn't mean you couldn't pretend that that was the thing within a TV show. You don't actually have yes, to do you, it. Yes, but you, you kind of just... do because you oh, know how Hollywood man. works. Yeah, but that's so psychotic, yeah, right? I think they had Little Ricky just for just for the plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> weren't, the, weren't most of the '80s just like like ploys sure. to get like more ratings? Like, just I don't know. Uh, they have a, a small person cousin go. Like, yes, but that was. Okay. Fictitious. No. I'm talking about doing it for real. Yeah. No, no, I'm the. I, no. Sorry, no more. No, no, no oh, I was going to say, I, I have to apologize for this message. Well, you, you have to do it now. You can't. It, well, I, it I, cannot I gotta wait. Some, I got to find someone else. No, it costs me. I got to find But that's, that's what I was saying. Did you get an so the whole thing with Gary and, and his uh, breakdown went by while I was doing it. First of all, I don't want to appear to be flippant about, you know, not, not listening to it. It's serious. No, I understand. But I also am fascinated by this. We had someone on last week, I forget who it was. Who also talked about a, a, having a, a, a kind of a breakdown? Mariah. No, it wasn't Mariah. Okay. <laughs> and and I. Ian Fabian. Oh yeah, Ian. That's right. Who who's a really funny comedian? But and I'm and I'm wondering, do you know you're in a breakdown when you're having it? No, I I was I was looking back on a, a journal that I that I kept last last summer when I moved back home, and I I took down notes from a conversation I had with with um. Amy Koppelman, who's a uh, that's that's Brian your Koppelman's friend Brian wife. Koppelman, yeah. screenwriter is right. Mine. She's a, she's a, a novelist. I'm I'm dropping names, but she was begging me to to go into the hospital and telling me it was life or death. And and I remember at the at the time thinking this is this is an exaggeration. This is hyperbole. But as I as I read it, actually on the train ride down. I was I was thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, it took somebody from the outside to recognize what was what was going on with me. I didn't I didn't understand how it's bad like one of those were. My girlfriend Sade, who lived lives with me, understood what was going on and described what I was like during that time. She said you would either sleep or or cry. There was there was really nothing in between, and I, I don't the the thing with depression that a lot of people don't know. One of the symptoms that my doctor said it was called. Um, a lot of doctors refer to it as faux dementia. 
where your your memory is just so so weak. So I don't even I don't even remember a lot of it. And Chade will will describe things to me, and I, I have no. No now, recall. now, so you got new medications. You got some talk therapy. What what pulled you out of it, or just the passage of time? Uh, I could list thirty, literally thirty things that I changed in in my life, and and maybe it was a combination. Maybe it was moving. Maybe it was the medicine. Maybe so I could list maybe you just thirty came things out of I became. It. Yeah, or these things come out. The only thing I will say about maybe you just came out of it was the first severe symptoms of this this particular episode of depression and I've never had one that lasted longer than 8 weeks uh came in in March of 2015 and it was pretty much unabated for for nearly uh 2 years and 9 months oh wow well how do we yeah. prevent this from happening again that's oh, what I was just going to ask do you do exactly. do you have any like checks or anything in your head like okay this is a red flag I'm starting to go back down that road again yeah yeah I d- I do I do, but it, it's something that and I and three cheers I for Shad Day for sticking around. <laughs> three oh my cheers. Gosh. By the way, you look great. Oh, that's the thing that's fucked up about it is like <laughs> I get like four hours of sleep and I look like a horse stomped on me for hours and like you had a mental breakdown. You look yeah. amazing. Well, I, I lost uh, twenty five pounds. That helps. Losing that's great. Is, is always good. Yeah, your skin looks good. Your hair Thank looks you. good. You're still tall. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do I Thank need a breakdown to look good? What do I? Well, you look Mateo good, is being Mateo. Mateo is being falsely modest. He looks very good. Yes. Um, I just ate penny alla vodka, so I don't feel good. Do you well, know what, what I'm saying? Well, what you feel? I feel like I have to shower. <laughs> you ever eat so much food? You're like, I should shower. Like McDonald's. Oh, well, I guess, uh, no, but uh, theoretically, that's uh, whatever. <laughs> so I, I really I, thought know, I was going to get a laugh. So, you know, and, and I wonder about the thing about getting better, because I've noticed in my own uh, up, mental ups and downs, which I don't think have gotten to the point of a Well, break, you're steady Eddie. Break, no, no, but no, better, everybody goes through their prison where they're happy. And I notice that I find myself, all of a sudden I come out of it, and I can't even tell you why it came out of it. And yeah. I and, and maybe just think there's yeah. something cyclical right. in the thing. And and it reminds me of like a lot of kids, there are a lot of uh children, parents, their their children don't talk the children talk late. Yeah. Right. So right. they send them off to speech therapists. Yep. And I'm like, the speech therapists don't do anything. What do you mean? The kids talk. I said, do you know anybody who doesn't talk? Right. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> talks, all right? <laughs> yeah. With or without speech therapy, all the grown-ups yeah. I know, they all talk. Yeah. So, I mean, but, except but for non-verbal Asperger. You know what I'm just saying? <laughs> no, well, I mean, what happens is that whatever you're doing, whatever treatment, whatever somebody right. does at the time yeah. when you actually just kind of get better, they say, oh, I cured well, him. This is what cured I, him. Yeah. It's very it difficult with to be my, sure. with my brother. He was a very late talker. And and now he's fine. Well, <laughs> now he but, talk, brain, no, but, yeah. but but some people, my niece, my father's a late talker too, had a speech. Not, not that she wasn't talking, but she had a certain speech issue, like a lisp or something. Yes, I maybe, it, maybe it was not a lisp, but it was something like that. And they and and she got better with speech therapy. I, I I'm not going to condemn the whole profession. Uh, I will condemn uh, uh, certain professions. Well, well, but one, not of, that one, one. Of, one of the ancient Greeks says something. You know, the, the doctor's job is to entertain the patient while nature cures him. Wow. And, and, I, and I think there's a lot to that. You know, wow. you get better. Yeah. Well, I think in, in some yes, my frozen shoulder got better. Oh, it did. Yeah, there uh, you it go. got better, and the doctor did not entertain me. <laughs> he, he tried to. He tried to get me to get an MRI. I said, I, I went online, and we know what it is. It's frozen shoulder. And an MRI, I don't feel like going into that coffin. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't do it. How long do you have to sit in those things? I don't know, but wait, wait, look, Gary, so might, I, might I just interject one notion at this juncture? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> interject. I did. <laughs> I did go on a different combination of of meds, 
around the time within eight weeks of feeling better. It was mm-hmm. it was a reasonable thing. But I also, at about the same time as as the meds started to work, I felt just well enough to start exercising, to eat right, started to spend more time with with people. So I I feel like it was a feedback loop. It was a nice push. Yeah, a feedback loop. But but maybe the medicine gets you to a point where you can absorb some of these uh, other other things. You know, you, you hear about famous people in history, and the term they always use is they had bouts of depression. Melancholy. Yeah, but yeah. bouts, meaning right, that, bouts, that it was yeah. cyclical for them. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it wasn't like Lincoln was depressed for 30 years straight. Right. He he had his, he yeah. went in and out of it without no, any meds. Yeah. So, you know, this is, yeah. this seems to be the way it works, but meds yeah. do work wonders for but sure. But I will say yeah. that this was, was unprecedented, my two, in, two years, nine months. It was in my life. I had had bouts yeah. and I had always come out of them, but this one Do you was... attribute it to anything in, that happened in your life? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I worked really hard for three years on a special, and it didn't go as well as I wanted oh. it to. Oh. And uh, that could do it. And that that was I Next mean that wasn't that wasn't it. I didn't fall off the deep end, but that that was sort of the 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 inciting incident. Next time Amy Koppelman's giving you advice, might you mention, hey, maybe if your husband put me in billions. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this is interesting. Might, while I was that might also while cure I, this. While I was while I was feeling terrible, I auditioned for billions, and yes. Brian was like, hey, you were shaking and so anxious that that. Well, um, right, right into couldn't... the script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> change the script. You're, yeah. Are you my friend or not? <laughs> Any character I auditioned for, you just have to make him gay. I can't change my voice. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Speaking but of... is that a speech? therapy thing I, no in my head movie? i sound like yeah but, but i, I listen a... back and it's 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 gay as the day is long but wasn't there a didn't they do and a there's gay voice in every language the, yeah about... my voice is gay for 40 minutes but okay. they um and there's gay voice in every language like in italy when i go really? visit my family gay same thing let me hear it allora che io non posso capire che l'altro giorno questo ragazzo mi ha detto che lui and it's like why do we all do <laughs> that can, like click can... tribes would have a lisp i don't get it we all what? just have this gay gayness is there to any us. answer is there a... no you just were always like a little effeminate my older brother's also gay <laughs> so my dad's real proud but um there he's not he doesn't sound it you know what i mean okay. he's very like hey but yeah. then my friend jess like i'm somewhere in the middle because right. my friend jesse he he's like this he's the kind of gay is completely bald but still like wipes away hair that's not there and he really sounds like julia childs like girls bonjour Hello. like wow. mrs garrett julia child yeah, but it's just the way he talks. But then we have our comedian magician friend who sounds gay. <laughs> he's and, gay. Uh, and we're like, but he's not. He's yes, he's he he's a prolific womanizer, I thought. Well, Gary. he's we're allowed talking, to say whatever he We're talking of course she's about not she gay, can say whatever but... she wants. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Harrison Greenbaum who's been a guest on this show and we've challenged him on this show. We've said, "Look, we think you're gay." <laughs> And he says, "So mean." But I don't. Why, why is that mean? What's wrong with that? Bo- the, it's only no, mean if it bothers him. Does it? Does it bother? No, he doesn't. Well, he it loves doesn't the attention. seem to bother. Gays love attention. attention. I mean, he. Oh I mean, God. don't get me started. But you know, he has a joke where he says, "Like my nickname in high school is a faggot." So he's also inviting people to ask him, "Like, are you gay?" I, to be, as a gay man, I'm gonna just say whatever he claims himself to be. I support it. Now but, th- this is a good. Uh, I just something I wanted to get into. Uh, a good. Uh, uh, what? I, I remark about the, the whole gay thing because you know everything. Every, so this is what's so fascinating to me because I had actually, actually had thought about this very thing just a few days ago. How all yes, over the world, in every culture, even in cultures where you're not allowed to be gay, there's a certain commonality of kind of characteristics that gay people have. Yeah. So clearly, this is something 
whatever the, the, the provenance of homosexuality is, whether it's genetic or something in the womb or whatever it is, you're born that way. And this is associated with that. This is a biological phenomenon. The mannerism is all of it, right? I mean, nobody taught, nobody taught it to you. Sure. And liberals uh, really feel strongly, and I agree, actually, that, you know, it's, that this, we're born, gays are born this way. And, and, it's not, and, and anyone who doesn't understand that is some kind of, you know, uh, barbarian. On the other hand, if you tell them, you know, and women also are born and the things that make women feminine and all these things that we associate with women, you know, that's really, that's not the way they're raised either. That's how women are. No, no, that's something totally different. That's, that's society. That's the patriarchal society. It's ridiculous. You can't have it both ways. But what, well, I guess what I would say is that I think even when someone says they're gay, right? Like I'm gay and you're straight. I think... Humans tend to want to categorize things because it helps us understand that thing. And so, you know, me saying I'm gay is maybe the closest thing I can say to express how I feel for another man. And anything else that comes with that, my mannerisms, I think a lot of it, too, being gay, you know, if we're, okay, like everyone has their gender roles they sort of fall into like up until fourth grade i was fine then fifth grade everyone really started moving in to their gender roles and because of my natural sensibilities and i was more accepted by girls than boys from an early age maybe i was more inclined to uh my mannerisms fell in with them maybe more but not 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 in saudi arabia no but you know what though it's like it's still illegal to be gay in i think 72 countries and um (laughs) You know, I think uh, there, there's a million reasons why young why gay men are all, effeminate. And yeah, why would all over the world? You, you said it. There's gay voice all over the world. Oh yeah, I'm also generalizing. What is but, that? That wh- wh- why is it so hard for people to accept that? Just like the urge to sleep with the same sex, mm-hmm. you're born, why couldn't that? Uh, whatever it is that you describe, a certain bouquet of characteristics on a on a continuum. Not everybody has them. You know, uh, also be part of the structure of it. Go ahead, Gary. Sorry. I I had a. A question, or, or maybe a comment. I, I have you heard of that book, um, "Bad Feminist," Roxanne Gay? No. She was. She was really interesting. She was quoting somebody. And I can't remember who she was quoting, but the person said, "Gender is a performance," and and that really resonated to me. What does it mean? Well, I I think for me it meant that when when I was growing up, there were there was there was kind of a narrow definition of of manhood. There 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 weren't. You weren't accepted if you were if you were a, a Harrison Greenbaum. We we call it yeah. We would call it's you toxic gay and, and masculinity. Yes, it's toxic the worship masculinity. of masculinity. And so I I wasn't gay, but I was very creative and sensitive and and quick to to cry. But I I suppressed all that and was lucky enough that I was a big person who excelled in sports and could fit in with these guys and was respected by these guys. But inside, I I didn't I didn't really. Um, connect with 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 that level of masculinity, and, and I, I, I didn't. I, f- you, I, didn't Gary, I didn't fit in there. Yes, I would. That's say, in us too. Yes, I, I, I actually believe that's it's it's just. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it can be both. I don't think it has to be so black and white. I think that there. I mean, the reason why the 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 feminine and the masculine are uh, so. I mean, it, it, it makes up a lot of our society is because obviously from way back when those were traits that manifested themselves into somehow women wearing dresses and men wear pants. I mean, something as simple as that, right? Or me, women should be effeminate, men should be masculine, and who knows what those reasons come from. But there is also, I think, a lot of straight men 
like you're talking about, I think are also suffering. <laughs> I came here to be funny and here I am. But I, you know, it, straight men are suffering from this idea of being masculine too, where it's like, you know, being masculine, essentially the definition is don't be a woman. So from the get-go, if you're any type of woman, you're already, you're already put down. So yes. for a young boy, don't cry like a girl. Yes. Don't play like a girl. Don't run like a girl. The idea don't put throw into, like a girl. Don't That's throw a like right. a girl. Yeah. The idea in the head is girls, That's a documentary. girls equal bad <laughs> and that being a man is good and that showing weakness shows that you are a girl and we remember girls are bad. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's a message instilled in us at a young age to fear the effeminate if you are a man. And so men are playing up probably their masculinity because they're being rewarded for it. Yes, the so performance. Just I was performing exactly. and wearing a costume, building up my muscles. Like a like a man. Uh, there's something to that, I suppose. And there was something to my Jew- <laughs> and I was probably ashamed of my my being having Jewish stereotypical traits of being passive and and. But uh, also he wore a sun, he wore a sundress to, to preschool. <laughs> but also well, too like the idea that a man the, the fact that a man wears pants and a woman wears a dress. Why couldn't you wear a dress? That's a made up thing. Man yeah, no, made that, that, that up. I, I, I'm not going to talk about men wearing pants. That I have no idea. But I think that just like in every, I think that uh, in most animals anyway, in the animal kingdom, there's behavior traits of the male and the female. Flamingos are the gay. species, and uh, and I think uh, humans are the same way. And and take, let's take another example. Like a can you say bull dike anymore? Like what, what's what's, I mean, what's the polite term for a? Yeah, you just can, like, you can say whatever you want. A butch, butch woman. Know, a butch woman. Yeah. Okay. Are there like really butch women? Who are straight? Very unusual, right? Uh, I think it's unusual, but I think it's very possible. Uh, so, so, I mean, everything exists. So why right. why is that? Like why why does why does it why do these things go together with, with such frequency? Well, I don't why know. is it so hard to accept? Probably because the underlying reason is common to everybody or or to most people. It's or maybe just, it's, it's just part of thing. the evolution towards androgyny. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I think as we're moving, I think as society moves forward, we are becoming a lot more androgynous. And I think men are, if we really look at men today versus even 15 years ago, we're, they're doing a lot more things that are considered quote unquote effeminate than in previous years. So, but it's happening so slowly, and I think it's a good thing. I think people should honestly just. Be whatever you are, whatever makes you well, comfortable. Of course, you know? I, I, I'm nothing. I'm saying is. Too, oh no, I don't yeah, think you're yeah, saying yeah, that yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, no, people, no, but no, that no. would have been. Who they are. But that would have been such bad advice as recently as 1989. Be your, well, be I mean, up I until have... 2000. Yeah. Whenever. I mean, listen, the, like, uh, yeah, the, you know, even the fact that I'm gay doing comedy is rare in a lot of. I, t- I was cases. I was listening Ow. to to Dice. The other the other night, because, Were you? because he went off on on the guy who runs comedy at Netflix, and About I was what? so I was listening to the because he wouldn't give him a Netflix special, no. and so I listened to the first Dice album, and it is so dated because of his take on on homosexuals. It's so Eddie Murphy, Murphy too. Eddie Murphy it's too. So vile. I want to name my album. The first track of his uh, album is Faggots, and the second one's Faggots Revisited. So whenever, <laughs> whenever I make my album, I want to call it Faggots Revisited. Oh, that's great. I think it'd be that's so great. Oh, a great homage. Not, how could they not give Dice a Netflix special? What are they What are they doing? Well, you should read this screed by Dice. It's, He's right. It's, it's great, except that that is as brilliant as he is. He doesn't understand the then then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it undermines the entire screed. And he's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and. and it's not even a matter of like they were negotiating for price. They don't even want him 
Yeah. That I don't know. Not sure. Okay. Now, that might Monique, have been a, they were negotiating Mo- at least for a price. Maybe it was a Monique situation. Okay. Uh, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne. We have to get to Roseanne. It's the biggest oh, comedy. Against. The yes. biggest comedy news of the week. Well, first we need to outline <laughs> we need to outline what happened. what happened. Now, for those of you who don't know, she compared this woman, Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett, the president's the president's attorney or something? I'm not sure who she yeah. is, but she she said by a tweet. That uh, she, uh, Valerie Jarrett, looks like uh, the cross between uh, Muslim, Muslim Brotherhood, Brotherhood, Brotherhood and, and, and Planet of the Apes. And yeah, Planet okay. of the Apes had a baby, which is my biggest problem with this, is the, the hackiness of that formula. <laughs> the, the had a baby formula right, was right, hacky in 2005 right. this you're is right. this is supposed to be someone who's on the in it the was hacky before it was written. in well, the pantheon of not, she, she would be on the the woman comic mount rushmore well, and she's using the had a baby i, I don't think <laughs> that, i don't that, that jay davis was was using in 2004 well jay uh, davis jay davis aside i don't think <laughs> i don't think uh roseanne barr was ever known as a brilliant joke writer if you listen Domestic to her, she, goddess. Her she was considered cutting edge and a paradigm that, shift in, the, in, in the woman age, comedy. In, back when, to, to, to make, be famous as a comic, you needed 10 mediocre minutes. Give me, give me a, a little more, look. Roseanne, that so was great, I'm that fat, domestic I goddess. I point that out. Yeah, you know the difference between fat people and skinny people? Like, you ask for directions. A skinny person says, you go down this street, you take a right, you do that. Fat person says, it's by that chocolate brown building next to the McDonald's. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Yay! Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! That was great, Mateo. So, was so great. anyway, so, uh, I do a great Joe Mackey. Can you talk about the colors like that? Go ahead. The, uh, the, the, <laughs> I, 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 was a, I was a Roseanne joke. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so um, split second, I was like red and blue. I really was so confused. No, because she's obviously so. Uh, so obviously, comparing a, a woman of color as Valerie Jarrett is, albeit light skin, another hack an joke. Yes, I'm not saying Roseanne's a brilliant joke writer, and I don't think she ever okay, was. Okay, so let's no, get to, let's, back it up. Let's get to the heart of it. So she said something. I think she had 15 okay minutes and became a sit <laughs> and got a sitcom. You know, you guys. The, yeah. can, can we? Just, but, but the point is, is I she, want to digress one second. Yeah. You always confuse somebody who was a stand-up comedy, a stand-up comic, with their career as a comic actor or actress. I'm not confusing it. I'm saying she was a good comic <laughs> actress. I understand it was okay. Oh, you said that. okay. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'm not confusing it at all. Okay. Gary said she's one of the Mount Rushmore's of female comedy, and I just disagree with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, even though she's famous, right? Uh, That's but, a good point. But but um, so so obviously comparing a black woman with an ape is obviously a no go zone, and because of that racist tweet, she has they canceled her show, the Roseanne reboot, and I believe she lost her agents and her managers. And she was on a podcast, I think it was Joe Rogan, and her excuse was well, first of all, she apologized profusely, and she said that she had been on Ambien as well at the time. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know about, I did a little research into Ambien. This shit can fuck you up. You can be on Ambien and apparently you can get in your car. Did you see what drive Ambien 10, said? Drive 10 miles. Yeah, I did see Ambien, Ambien tweeted. Ambien's statement was, our, one of our side effects is not include racism. Yeah, and you know what? Which is really funny, <laughs> that Ambien. You know really funny. Hey, Ambien. <laughs> I got, really and funny. That was, uh, what was the name of the company? <laughs> uh, the, com- the drug company. I think it was like. Um, Pfizer or something? No, or? it was like Sofa. Sandoes. No, it wasn't Sandoes. I don't know. I'm it was, just whatever it was. The drug my, companies that have made my, things I've tried. To my advice <laughs> to them is, get out of the snark business. And worry about your medication. <laughs> so now why we're going after it, the drug company. The snark, what, what about what happened to Why is a drug company the tweeting snark, snark? business does not pay Listen, as well. It is funny. Just yeah, but I don't want certain people to be funny. <laughs> my drug makers, my doctors, and my pilots. Yeah, but that was a great moment. The funny, job but they couldn't resist. At hand. And your fucking medication <laughs> has some fucked up side effects. I really love how 
passionate you I am right passionate now. about I this because so are you defending Roseanne? I'm defending the I'm I know, but I'm lambasting the drug company. Oh, okay. Because I, I will defend Roseanne. Okay. And Ooh. I might defend Roseanne. I would love to hear but how, the point yeah. is if a drug can make you get in your car, drive twenty miles, come home and not remember a thing, then you had who a good the night. hell knows what it can do. Uh, but I can talk to you about drugs. This would be Liza, let's get right to Noam because Noam always has a good take. Noam has a good take. This would be my defense of Roseanne. I am not defending uh, uh, making jokes about black people uh, resembling resembling apes. But what that does tell me is that um, there's something mentally wrong that went on here with Mm. her because Uh whether you feel that way or not, if you're if you're thinking normal person, you know what the rules are, right. and you have a and you don't right. tweet yeah. that. You only right. do something yeah. so uh, stunningly self-destructive if there's something mentally not clicking with you. And normally, when somebody does something which we regard as a result of some sort of mental problem, some sort of Tourette's or whatever it is, she can yeah. say anything under the sun. We have some try to understand at least to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Right. However, when you tweet something. If the Tourette's leads to saying something racist, we want to presume that that's a, that's insight into you, your bad character. Right. Tourette's usually they don't borrow a hackneyed formula. It's sort of a, I mean, a reflex. Typically, they're not that creative either. Yeah. No, but obviously, <laughs> no, no matter how racist she is, obviously she if she didn't know. That not that was to wrong. tweet that that that, that was going to be then then uh, something was not operating inside her. Something was wrong there. Well, because so she's it, lost the it, ability to manage self manage, and I think too. I like, think I have some insight. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh yeah, sure, sure, of course. Um, for years, she's been tweeting racist and and what has conspiracy. She? Yeah, theories. she's compared yes. other people yes. to apes. Black for, people for to years. Apes. And not oh, only, the first time she wasn't, no. she hadn't been watched, marginalized. She was actually, <laughs> she was actually rewarded for it. She got her uh-huh. show back on the air when her when her career was sort of languishing. She for was a while. she used to own a macadamia nut farm on Hawaii. Wait, wait, wait go, 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 go. So she wasn't reprimanded for it. In fact, she was given a, a TV show, and the show was getting great ratings. And she probably thought, hey, this formula has worked. Before, let me let me. How could she think it's okay to tweet about looking like Planet of the Apes? How could well, she? Well, she claimed she thought the woman was a white woman. That this right. woman is very light skinned, <laughs> and that she simply felt that she, I guess, resembled one of the characters well, in Planet of the Apes. Wow, that's if, that's if, interesting. If, if she, she was really a white woman, that yeah. then yeah, then that well, was she a, has that, said that that she does have like that hair kind of. But like, let me ask you this question that comes that, up with that well, particular. Actress, I Can think I, ABC did the right zero. thing because obviously, if this is her mental state, she needs help, and she should not be in the public eye because it's not going to be serving her or anybody else around her. So maybe it was a good thing that ABC canceled her. Not maybe it was, and so that she can get healthy and do what she needs to do, and also not offend anybody because the backlash would have been even worse. If okay, they kept and, what, it on. and what about this? What about the fact? We, I mean, we're all, we're all all guilty of this, but but we should learn from it. That it's so much of it depends on whose ox is gored. Roseanne famously was singing the national anthem twenty years ago, and she yeah. grabbed her crotch. Yeah, and 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 to people who cared about that, sure, that was her yeah. racism. You know, just insulting the national anthem. Yet people defended her, and they because they kind of agreed with her politics. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same toxic personality showing itself. By comparing Valerie Jarrett to to a Planet of the Apes as grabbing your crotch when you're choosing to sing the national anthem to sport, I, I will say the I apes mean, in Planet of the Apes. These were no ordinary apes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they were they were smarter than the humans. Oh my god! <laughs> now that's a that's that a, ain't that's, money that that's a subtlety. I don't think that would she would do well to uh, advance in her defense. So, but I so make that point. Cl- and, and normally I think they shouldn't fire people, but clearly they had to fire her. They had to fire Yeah, it would have been awful for ABC, and she said a stupid thing. I mean, listen, in today's day and age... It's stunning what she said. It is shockingly stupid. Staggeringly. Is it possible she really thought it was a white woman? Marvelous. Astonishing. But but again... (laughs) She could have thought it was a white woman. People, I've heard on Ambien... No, she knew very well. I've heard on Ambien, people walk out naked... I mean, I heard you could really, really mess you up. My wife did that on Valium. We were were walking in the, the apartment... This part, this very building, by the time, and she was upstairs ahead of me, and I got up like a few steps behind her. She was stark naked in the middle of the building. Oh, but then she still didn't say anything Screaming racist. Screaming the N-word. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is... is <laughs> you didn't let me finish, Mateo. <laughs> the question is... is Sorry, I should have waited. I saw it coming. <laughs> the question is, and we have another guest we'll get to very quickly, but the question is, is do drugs... And this, I was arguing online about this. Do drugs... And I don't have the answer. But d- drugs, some say, okay... Maybe Roseanne would not have said this if she were not on Ambien, theoretically, but uh-huh. she meant it. So, in other words, can drugs make you say and think things you wouldn't otherwise say and think? Yeah, that's or, the same or thing can with it, is it, is it Mel just Gibson. A, is alcohol a truth serum, or can it change your thinking and make you uh, irrational and incoherent? Well, 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 I think that, you know, that's a, that's a very dicey question because uh, I think that it could be that jokes such as comparing somebody looking like Planet of the Apes, like yeah. Rondell Sheridan used to do a joke about looking like McGill Gorilla. Yes, he oh, did. These things may come to a perfectly okay person's mind, and they know not to say such a joke because part of it is not that the joke should never cross your mind or it might not be funny. It's just that given history, you just don't make those right. kind of jokes. So maybe Ambien might allow somebody to say that out loud Breaks down without really showing, meaning that and they that hate you, black you people. You can, th- in other words, yeah. you can... Th- I mean, if you look at Valerie Jarrett, you yeah. know, you, and you want to make fun of her, whatever comes to your mind doesn't mean you're a racist, you know, especially if you think she's... So uh, your point is, and I think I agree with it, is that what that joke can cross your mind without you being racist. Yeah. Listen, if, if a white person can remind you of somebody, a, a simian, a, a black person, a black person can remind you of somebody. But, uh, I mean, it's, that, that doesn't make it, it's possible. But I think the problem is but that you, black you don't people, say it out loud. And also that black people being compared to apes has been that, an, that has an narrative has been history. going on for a long now, that's, time. Yeah, it's too, it's too yeah. painful. That's you. You should know better. She should. And no one's even talking about why she even mentioned the Muslim Brotherhood. Like, what's that have to do? Like, because that's what, that's an Obama thing. Yeah, yeah that's because she hates yeah. Obama. Anyway, um, and Muslims. We have a guest. Yeah, so Roseanne, you did a dumb thing. This has been a great discussion, but we do have a guest who has some interesting things to say. Um, uh, and I'm so mad I have to leave oh. in like 10 minutes. Okay, okay. I, ha- I, have her, I have her intro right here. It is... It is... Stephen... Okay. Leah Palmieri. Did I say it right? Leah. Leah. Palmieri. Leah Palmieri. One of your people. Is a senior producer for the website decider and author of the recent article... Stand-up specials should avoid politics and stay personal instead. That's Welcome. Now, you may not get universal agreement on that, but that is your position with yes. regard to stand-up specials. I want to see. Correct. So, and I don't, I don't expect um, everyone to agree by any but means. But let's hear but, yeah. your... Don't back down and don't be scared. Go oh, ahead. I don't. I, I fully stand by it, but I, I you understand. You stand up by it, just yeah. pun, sorry. <laughs> yes, I, yes, First of all, if you have any yeah. thoughts about Roseanne, now's the time. Uh, no, we went over her. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Let's I do thought this. She had anything new to <laughs> I say know, with regard to that. I want to get into this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so defend that position uh, that you have that Noam has just articulated. You're a liberal yeah. or a conservative? I'm a liberal. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, 
Is that surprising? No, it's not surprising no, or not okay. surprising. And, and I don't so, want this so, so. to be specifically about, you know, I don't want to hear a Trump joke anymore, but that is a part of it. And, you know, I just realized the comedy specials that I was gravitating towards were ones that weren't going near politics, that were staying pretty, they were either going very personal or universal, and they weren't they weren't making jokes that, you know, if I want to watch the special again in a month or in a year, it all of it is still going to be funny, and it's not going to be like, oh, gosh, we've already heard that joke 10 other times. And, um, you know, I just think if you want political jokes in 2018, there are plenty of places to get those, more than enough places. And so I'm looking for something that's a little bit more inventive, that's going to make me laugh, that's going to make me forget about politics, because I'm sick of hearing about it. So... Well, she, she was very. Did you read the article? She's very impressed with I did the, read it. Ali Wong's la- labial labial humor. <laughs> I, am. I am. I am because you I know love what? Allie. And I love Ali because that that is the kind of thing that I pretty much texted all of my female friends and was like, "There is something in here for you. No matter who you voted for, that's relatable and that's fun." <laughs> right, sound, but, sound but I makes. think. But do any of your friends object to the to the language? Yes. The, yeah. Big time. Yes. See that that's another yes. that's another. They object to the language Ali used. Yeah, you know, not everybody, you know, is in for blowjob jokes. I get that. I get that a little bit. Some of it can be raunchy. But I think that, you know, especially there's a solid first half of that special that is about, you know, being a woman, giving birth, dealing with husbands, you know, that whole work-life balance thing that is so relatable. And she made jokes about it that I'd never heard before. And so I appreciated that. And I'm not the kind of person I I find it to be very lazy if you are a woman and you get on stage and you say, my period. Like, I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> and if you, unless you're saying something that I've never heard about it before, that makes me laugh. And so Allie, I think, is somebody that is bringing a different voice to um, females and the female experience. And I, but, I really but, enjoy but that. But is, is yeah. your problem with political jokes that you've heard them before? Because certainly there's non-political jokes that you've heard before. So, yes, so that sure, can't be yes. the issue because one could do an original political joke that you haven't heard, just as one could do an original period joke that you haven't heard. <laughs> that is that is very true. I look forward to all of those. But so why aren't political jokes are, are why are they less valid in your mind, assuming they're original? Trying to be like William F. Buckley. You're <laughs> <laughs> not the only one. That was that very good, Dan. That was terrific. And you're, but you're leaning on your left arm. He would lean on his right arm. Was he a righty, or is that a, to do with it? I, I have it, ten it, minutes. It, I hate. I hate so much that I have to go. On the tail. I know. I don't want to go. All right. Well, but can Liza at least? Stay? Listen, I just want to say, as yeah. someone who's been performing for a really long time, I've broken my knee. <laughs> Liza, I, I I read the article and I thought to myself, there was. Here's the thing. As a gay person doing comedy, sometimes innately, even if I'm not talking about gay rights, I am being political because being gay and not having equal rights for the personal so long, is political. Sure. It, exactly. Personal is political. Also, too, I think if you look at art throughout history, um, art has used politics to make statements to help open and broaden the minds of those who aren't able to be, who aren't, who didn't have those types of things accessible to them. Sure. And so I think, too, like what you were saying is when you're watching some comedians and you thought, oh, it's too much this and too much that. And I just, you know, the fact that there is so much variety, you in a, in a way, you contradicted yourself in the article <gasps> by saying there's too much political humor. But then you went on about John Mulaney and Ali Wong. And so you gave examples of comics who are giving you what you're looking for, which may not be for somebody else. So I think, sure. and it's also weird to try and limit, I think, 
or to um, go easy on her. No, I, because, you're making all valid points. Yeah, yeah I'm I, totally stand up for yeah, yourself, yeah. lady. Yeah. I respect. I, listen, I have, that's oh, I your, have counterpoints. Of for course, sure, I, yeah. and listen, that's your opinion. But I yeah. think it's strange too to try and um, uh, you know trying to stop someone from uh, speaking their mind, their point of view. And sometimes it is political. And listen, I'm the same way. Like I watch the news sometimes, and I think, you know what? It's just too much today. Yeah. And then I can go watch the British Bake Off which yeah. I fucking love yeah. that show um, <laughs> okay but why do you watch that I mean I think because it's you've about- had too much politics and so that's my point I that I'm no, but I didn't say it's too much politics I think you need variety in life I mean I don't I love playing video games I love sex I love doing comedy I love drawing I love opera but I don't do all those all the time so I think within anything it's not just about you know, oh, it's too much for me. I mean, I could have too much Maria Callas for me in one day. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that where I'm coming from is there is too much politics for me. It's on Twitter. It's on the news. It's on, you know, you go to a dinner party. Like, it is, I've never talked about politics like this, like we do in 2018. And so if I'm going to open up my Netflix or I'm going to sit down, I want to laugh. And sometimes even the best Trump joke just reminds me and it's like I don't want to hear that like that is just I don't want to hear anything about it do you feel like in a way you're trying to censor artists from speaking their mind because you personally don't like what they're saying no not at all I just avoid them like I I, and and even if they agree with me and where I'm coming from I still don't want to hear it I, I want something that's completely different that makes me happy and laugh but don't you think you've solved the problem then by just turning off Twitter um or who you follow no, I don't. I don't feel like if I if I go a day and I don't look at Twitter, I still know what all the news of the day is. Uh huh. So well, how are, do are I you escape making that? a broader point? Are you saying yeah. that people who are doing stand up comedy, political centric stand up hours, are not? successful that they're not no. getting a wide audience people are not enjoying them no but I think they find their audience for sure and I think they're you know so again would you have their audience denied that. Mm. Um, no, I think that. So then, then I don't get it then. I, okay. <laughs> I, I think that it's the people that want political jokes. Obviously, we need humor more than ever. We do need political jokes. I don't want them in stand up specials because the Roseanne thing is a perfect example. Within an hour, all the news had changed, all the tweets had changed, all the jokes had changed, all the information had changed. It was already stale. So if you are taping a special and it goes up on Netflix, even three months, which I think is a pretty quick way to oh, turn yeah. your special around. Sure. Already, if you're going to put political things in there, you better be saying something I have never heard. And that means you've never gone on a late night show and done it. You've never tweeted it. Like, it has to be something really original and really special. And I'm, it's sort of, by the time your your special is getting to Netflix, it, that political joke is old news. There are well, news cycles moving But labia will always be I, I agree labia. with It will. It really labia will. Labia is are, are <laughs> evergreen. I, I agree I with that. In the, I'm sorry I'm talking <laughs> yeah, so much. No, I have a set in five minutes. Yeah. But I agree with that in the sense of, like, I don't do a lot of political humor because to me one it's so changing so quickly mm-hmm. it's not something that I can latch on to and grow with and two the joke's been made yeah. so when you do make a joke about politics it has to be pretty unique yeah. but I, I real quick the other thing too I think is that um, I think it's interesting too like you know if you want to get real 
however about this, there are people who are in a less privileged position from you, whether it's the color of their skin or their sexuality, et cetera, et cetera. I don't you have a show to do, Mattel? I do. And, yeah. and you know what? They have a real backlash from what's happening in politics and, and need that catharsis in order to express themselves. And so they use humor sure. as a way to express themselves and the struggle that they're not just dealing with, but maybe members of their community. And so I think it's a weird position to take for you to tell someone, censor yourself because I don't like it. Uh, to, 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 to be fair to Leah, she's not saying, she's just saying yeah. what she thinks is the best kind of stand-up special in her opinion. No, but there is something she's peculiar. not trying to censor you and saying you can't do it. She's saying the recipe in her mind for a successful stand-up special well, is as follows. But, yeah. but she acknowledged yeah. that, but these, that there are specials that don't follow us that are successful. Well, sure. that's what I don't get. Right. The right. thing that I'm I want to say to you too is that you know, if you want to make it about your personal experience, that is amazing. Make it personal. Like you know, I don't know if you have direct Trump stories that you want to talk about, but how? We went out to lunch once. Sure. Now. Okay. <laughs> how that is affecting your life? <laughs> well, I blew him. <laughs> well, Did he spank you? Know you? Then yeah, I, it was I have not heard that. I, joke, I do though. agree <laughs> that people tend to hit a lot of the same topics with regard to Trump, with regard to. Uh, with regard to the gun violence, which is another big issue, and I do hear a lot of the same jokes, but I do, but at the same time, you hear a lot of the same jokes with regard to other topics, you know. So, sure. uh, uh, you know, hackery, let's get off charade for a hackery, second. <laughs> hackery can exist in political humor, it can exist in. Well, More, uh, in non-political humor as well. When Ellen came out of the closet, if you watch her Oprah interview, most of the audience at that time said, I don't want to turn on the TV and see lesbians. It's disgusting. It's too much. I just want to. So, you know, it, there is this kind of, I think anytime something as big as Trump is happening right now and so much that's really getting fucked up in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. you know, there's a shift. And, and the people who take on that shift to express it, to give it sort of a catharsis for the audience as, as typically artists. I, I do agree, but I... But but I agree with that point. Although, but there's just a lot of, just a lot of dumb. Uh, but I agree. A, a joke should Gary, be. I agree with you in the sense of like we've. I've heard this joke. Yeah. Gary, Gary. I'm sorry. I have to leave. Gary has oh, a joke. Oh, not like. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I appreciate your point. Listen to Gary. Yeah. Listen to Gary. Sorry, Gary. Oh I love no, you. It's good I love you. you. It's so great to no, see you, and I'll bye. see you around. Gary's gonna. Okay. Great job. And Liza. is going with you. Stay in touch, Mateo. You and Liza are never in the same room. And never sitting alone in your room. Whatever I'm trying to say. Come to or whatever. I used to have a girlfriend known as Elsie. I love that. <laughs> I think I have a, a point to make. I and bet and I, I will say that before you came in, I was like, we are going to really show what's <laughs> up and and but but your your point isn't nobody should do any any political humor. Your point is about specials. Yes. And and so I'm gonna partially agree with you. I think that I don't know what percentage, but for, for most Comedians, um, yes, it's topical, so it's not going to hold up after after even three weeks. Yep. Never mind three months. Um, two, you're competing when you're doing political humor. You're competing with the writing staff of Saturday Night Live, Colbert, every single one of the John Oliver, all these great people, and and the star of that show. The the only thing I will say is that I want to hear in a special. I want to hear what Patton Oswalt's take is. I want to hear what David Cross's take, John Oliver's take, and there there are a number of others. My guess others. is I know what their take is, but I still want I want to hear Noam Dorman's take. All right, no, no. even though he's not that funny, but on what on as politics? A stand up. But no. you bring up shit that I'm not hearing from 
you know, Pat, you can always rely on Patton for fuck Trump, uh, and 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 you can always rely no, on. No, he's J- sharper than that. <laughs> I, I don't know that he's that sharp. The point is, the points that Noam has made and is and makes on a regular basis to me are far more interesting than anything I've ever heard Mr. Mr. Patton Oswald say, wow, uh, as good a comic that he, as he is. Uh, Thank you, Dan. Well, it's true. I mean, the point that you made about, for example, Roseanne's joke about how you you might think of a funny joke and not necessarily in a racist way. Okay, that's a nuance that I haven't heard. And that that's something I want to hear on these uh, comedians say. Not the same old, on one side we have everything, fuck Trump and everything, Trump is the devil. And on the other side, uh, you know. That's why uh, Louis needs to come back. Yeah. Louis was the king of those kind of more subtle observations about an issue that you thought you you knew both sides already. Yeah, I, I think when when I was eighteen, I had an archaeology professor at, at Boston College who showed us a picture a picture a, a model a statue of early man, uh-huh. and he said, uh, "Doesn't this look like Patrick Ewing?" <laughs> and at Jesus at eighteen years old, I was like, and and not on the cutting edge of liberalism or anything. I was like, "This guy's a schmuck." He was a professor at a pretty prominent college, and I knew that he was wrong to say that. And and don't say those things. Ugh! What are you six years old? Yeah. And and so, but getting back to the to the specials, I I understand from your specials, you're looking for escapism. Even if I wasn't a comedian, though, I would I would want some of that. I would want some some Jerry Seinfeld, some John Mm -hmm. Mulaney. But I always wanted to hear what what Dennis Miller for a long time had to say about things, and and now is he's he's more uh, rallying cries for for all the alt right than he yeah. is for for jokes. But he he's gotten <laughs> way more conservative than oh, he was he, in the in the eighties. Well, he's a libertarian though. But but Leah's take on specials because I'll tell yeah. you when I when I make a special because I have a, a a Trump joke that I've done downstairs and yeah. always gets a big laugh. But I wouldn't put it in the special because Why? Uh, because I think that people watch my shows, uh, the the fans that I've amassed over the years, to escape from that. Yes. And to um, hear clean comedy because they're they're uh, averse to dirty comedy. I had a few I had a few F's in my previous specials, and I was like, what What did it really do? It, it may have um, upset a couple of people, and it's really not worth it. I'm, I'm yeah. Lenny Bruce all of a sudden. <laughs> but you would watch a John Oliver special, wouldn't you? Knowing that I, he's going to talk about politics? I will say, I will say this. I, I, I love John Oliver. I have not watched his show in really? probably a about a year or so, I would say. Wow. Yeah, I've avoided I, it. I've stopped watching Samantha Bee. I love I'm, her I'm, as well. It's, wow. it's I'm going to have much. to interrupt because I've become yeah. so nervous that I said the wrong okay. thing and I just had to okay. cut this out. Yeah. First of all, let me be very clear now. I am not defending, I think it's disgusting to compare. Actually, this happened another time and I was, and I was on the same side. So you can't, like, I don't have any, I don't give any quarter to somebody who vulgarly compares anybody black to an ape. That's not my point at all. My point was Dan's question is, does that mean that it, it, would the ambient do that? Oh, uh, whatever. You know what? This is the fucking world we live in. Why even bother discussing it? Because we all know what we have to say. It's a fucking hostage video. We're living in a hostage video, and we should all just say what we're supposed to say. There's no point. I'm serious. <laughs> you don't think this is hyperbole at all? No. I, what really? I, I don't think I'm living what, in a hostage video. You know, I do because because I, what I'm talking about here is the only interesting thing that can actually be said about it, other than the fact that, of course, it's a fucking vulgar, disgusting thing to say. Yeah. But the only, the only like, 
analysis you can do of it is off limits. And, it's, and, and somebody will take the analysis as if you're defending it. I'm not defending it. Right. You, you, do, you do risk being misunderstood. Well, and there's never been a bigger penalty for being misunderstood. It's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's vexing. But she should have been fired. Of course she should have been fired. What about Leah, though? <laughs> I hope not. Well, I don't Leah, want to be fired. You, Leah, this is the problem. I'm going to tell you what I think yeah. you're reacting to. It. Well, no, actually, that's why I should Republic, or if you were a conservative liberal, because you're actually, I think, describing that you hate Trump so much you can't stand to be reminded of him because it, it, <laughs> it spoils your day. But I don't I, even like jokes about him, though. Yeah, because just to remind you, it's like, it's like SD in the Holocaust. Like, she just, she just can't make a good <laughs> Holocaust joke to SD because... But I always feel bad that some... And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that... that uh, you know how they always say every conversation, they'll compare somebody to Hitler? Yeah. I'm afraid that I would have been a comedian during the Holocaust who did, hey, how about this Wiener schnitzel? <laughs> Being an observational comedian in right. Germany during that time and never bringing up the the Führer, and I'd look back and be like, I let my, I let my people down, I let the world down, <laughs> and 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 uh, the, you know, Trump is on a spectrum somewhere between. But but right. but my my point was but what I don't like about well, that that's an interesting point by the way. What, what I don't like about political humor, and this is what I thought this would where I thought you might have been coming from, but I guess it's not, is that this. Politics is a particular subject matter where the person, for the most part, delivering the jokes is trying to be preachy. Nine times out of ten, it's preachy or and and quite often claptrap, claptrap. And and quite often the subtext is putting down the people on the other side of whatever Mm -hmm. issue. Aren't they idiots? Aren't they rubes? Whatever it is. So I don't find any of that pleasant. Mm. So that's why I don't like political humor on on either side, really. But from time to time, when somebody truly is funny. They're funny, and then and and then I, I you know I don't care what the subject matter is, yeah. but it's a subtext, and, and what they're like they have something to prove. A lot of political uh, comedians, and and what they want to really prove quite often is how much smarter they are than you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I also just think like you know it isn't it we're just grappling for for things to find that we have in common with people that voted differently from us. And if one of those is a joke or a special, like, isn't that just beautiful? I know that sounds a little bit hippie-ish, but like, I would love to have that in common with somebody and say, we both have this same sense of humor. I don't know why we differ politically, but I'm glad we both enjoy this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, what, a, what a world. What a world. I what a crazy it, world. I mean, you know, if, if they compared, if, if they mis, mistook a Jew for, I don't know, what, a ferret. Yeah. I mean, well, I, yes. <laughs> oh, well, a weasel. I, a weasel, a weasel, or a rat. <laughs> would, yeah, or a rat. I wouldn't rat. blame so, Google. A weasel or a rat. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame Google either. But if I wasn't Jewish, I would be over the top in in condemning it. No, of course, of course. But if anybody said, I heard a comedian comparing, and I won't mention any names, but I did hear a comedian once say about a Jewish comedian. That he had a rat face. Oof. This was a non-Jewish comedian that said about a Jewish comedian that he had a rat face. I won't mention any names. God forbid. Did he have a rat? This is the question. But did he, he have had a-, a rat face? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point, Dan. And oh, Google. How? <laughs> how? A slightly rat non completely unrat esque. Do we know? I'm not. I will not underpay under torture. Even if you give me an ambient, I will not <laughs> reveal. Has that this information. has that comedian ever won my? You know about my awards show for but, but hor- great horrifically, this. horrifically stereotypical portrayals of Jews in cinema and television. The, <laughs> yeah. the Kikes. Uh, did the, did this comedian win a, ever win a Kike? Uh He might have been nominated. I think I, <laughs> I think in Variety, uh, it said. 
for your consideration. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, that that's very, very sensitive stuff. Obviously. And, and, right, and rightfully so. And I was upset that this comedian had said this about this other comedian, but I'm like, I don't think he meant it anti-Semitically. I think he was just making a, 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 a comment that was that struck me as horrifying. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do we believe Roseanne? What do you make of it, all this, Leah Palmieri? Uh, I want the. I, I know what you're going to say about this, but I'm like, why do we keep being so mean about people's appearances? Like, I agree with you about that too. You know, like I you're, think you're that's so right. I think it's um, much more fair ground to comment on somebody's. Unless it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, in which case it's perfectly okay. Well. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, I don't think that was about Sarah Huckabee's appearance. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, well, yes, it was. It was. You're, it was, it was, you're it was, saying it was. that we should. What is fair ground to make fun of? Um, people's intelligence or their willing, well, yeah, their willingness to. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. intelligence is equally as out of our hands, I think, as is looks. Yeah. Their willingness to learn. Okay, I think right. is. I think is. Look, I submit that it's all out of our hands. I submit intelligence. I don't believe in free will, so I submit it's all out of our hands. What are we cutting but, out of this but episode? But that is uh, fine certainly your certainly you're fetching <laughs> about how Vegas is doing. Can, can, uh, can we really trust you to cut this out? You're 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 not well, quite of color, but you but you have sympathy for that part of the world. <laughs> Can I trust you to? <laughs> um, look, we, we we got into some very very. Can we trust touchy you? stuff? And we my, didn't... listen. My my wife's of color. Okay, my my my, ch my children are are, are a certain part. Uh, you know, this this is how you guys actually sound desperate. Oh yeah. My my children are one thirty second Native American. Did you know that? Just like oh, Elizabeth I Warren. I didn't know that. Yep. We call her Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, that is very good. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta wrap it up. Okay. Uh, listen, Gary. I want I, I want Lou to cut in one of your bits that's already been released. Has the state abbreviations been released publicly? Sure. sure. Seven million views on Facebook. Okay. So so Stephen, can you just all that all that interesting subtle analysis just cut it all out? And put Gary's interesting, subtle uh, um, state abbreviation bit, which is, uh, I think, genius. It's one of your favorites. Genius. <laughs> and, and, and it is the example of a bit that, though it does not, it is not speaking truth to power. No. Uh, it is speaking abbreviations to postal well, I th codes. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, a <laughs> okay. an incisive commentary on bureaucracy yeah, yeah, no, and, and uh, neoliberalism. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so the preface is this. It's a movie about the men and one woman who abbreviated all 50 states down to two letters. If you're too young or you don't remember, there was a time in this country where every state had its own abbreviation. It was chaos. Massachusetts was M-A-S-S period. New York was N-Y. But like Utah was Utah. <laughs> They just dropped the H. <laughs> but then in like 1973, the post office said, no, this, this can't be anymore. We need uniformity. Every state must have a two capital letter abbreviation. So they brought together a crack squad of abbreviators. <laughs> they assembled a ragtag outfit of rogues, misfits, and ne'er-do-wells. How often do well? Ne'er. Oh no, ne'er. They ne'er did well. And these brave men and one woman were charged with abbreviating all 50 states down to two letters. Now I read the description and I thought to myself, how are they gonna make a 98 minute documentary about a task that couldn't have taken more than six minutes to complete? 
boy was I wrong. It was an adventure every bit as compelling as Helvetica. A tour de force, ups and downs, ins and outs. Friends became enemies, enemies became friends. They started off, they thought it was gonna be easy. I said, what's the first one? Alabama, AL. Oh my God, this is easy. We're gonna be finished before they stop serving breakfast in the hotel restaurant, which was 9.30. It's too early. And the boss said, guys, if we finish before they stop serving breakfast, breakfast is on me. And one of the guys said, oh, I hope they have an omelet station. Just for context, the omelet station had just been invented and understandably, it was sweeping the nation. This guy was thrilled, he's like, oh, I hope they have an omelet station. And this other guy said, you know what? I'm not comfortable with the omelet station. I just feel like the omelet chef resents you. You know, cause he didn't want to be the omelet chef, he wanted to be the chef chef. And now he's making like the easiest dish while you and your ugly wife and your stupid kids are watching him, <laughs> demanding he put more ham cubes into a Denver omelet that's already busting with cheese. And you get turkey bacon, now it's healthy? No. I think one day he's gonna snap and I don't wanna be there when it happens. And they said, well, then just get eggs Benedict. Well, I don't like holiday sauce. Did you just say holiday sauce? It's Hollandaise, you fucking moron. And the boss said, guys, can we get back to revisiting the States? We still have 49 left. And apologies were made and an understanding was reached. And they went back to abbreviating. I said, what's next? Alaska. Everybody cool with AL? But somebody caught it. Sir, I think we might have used that one before. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Well, let's just check the minutes. Dottie! Dottie, read the minutes back to us. Dottie was the wisecracking secretary. Every 1970s office had a wisecracking secretary, and 60% of them were named Dottie. The other 40, Carol. But this one was Dottie, and she was a card, a, oh, a pistol, a hot ticket. Oh, Dottie was sassy. And they said, Dottie, read the minutes back to us. And said, this is so Dottie. How, how Dottie is this? She goes, you mean the minute? <laughs> that is quintessential Dottie. That is Dottie in a nutshell. They said, oh, Dottie, what are we gonna do with you? Spank my ass and make me a martini? Oh, Dottie. Dottie, you're incorrigible. Now read the minutes back to us, you little vixen. And she said, uh, it's Hollandaise, you fucking moron. <laughs> et tu, Dottie, et tu! How do you know Shakespeare, but you don't know Hollandaise? That is a paradox. Anyhow, Alaska, AL, Alabama, yeah, we did that, use that one before, boss. The boss said, God, he was a leader. You gotta give him credit for this. He was a leader. He said, guys, not a big deal. We'll come back to it. We'll go ahead, we'll circle back around. We'll get it. It's not gonna happen again. It's certainly not gonna happen 27 more times. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> so what's the next one? Arizona, AR, boom, I told you, next. Arkansas, shit! 
right, I'm sorry, guys. I gotta let that. All right, all right. Let's just keep going. We'll come back. To, come back to it. California, CA. All right, there we go. Colorado, CO. Some momentum. Connecticut. Fuck me hard. <laughs> Somebody needs a drink. Not now, Donnie. <laughs> you vulgar lush. By the time they got to Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, followed by Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, and Missouri, shots were fired. They were at each other's throats. They did what any savvy business would do. They hired a consultant. They brought in a contractor. Not a contractor, a contractor. A man who made words smaller by combining them or apostrophizing them. And he was the best. He was very respected in that field. He was very well known because he had done some of the greatest abbreviations of all times. He wrote O'Clock. Many years ago, we would say it's nine of the clock, it's 10 of the clock. This man said, we don't need the f I'll do that with a sky comma. That's how long ago it was. The apostrophe hadn't been named yet. He also wrote, Bleed At. <laughs> Huge in some communities. But he was, with not, he was not without controversy. He also wrote the most controversial abbreviation of all time. He wrote, Won't. People said, how are you gonna abbreviate will not and not use a single L? And he said, watch me. What are you saying? I won't be able to do what I just did. Can't. Never tell me I can't. Motherfucker, I invented can't. Long story short, they made it on time for breakfast. <laughs> 